Hey, dear listener, Anthony here. Before we hop into the show, I wanted to let you know about an incredible new resource we just released, The Five Rules of Investing. Dan and I are huge advocates of modeling the behaviors of the people who have done what you hope to do. And who better to model when it comes to investing than legendary investors like Warren Buffett, Howard Marks, and Ray Dalio? This free ebook breaks down the simple time-tested strategies of billionaire real estate investors that you can use to take your investing to the next level. So head over to InvictusMultifamily.com and grab your ebook today. All right, now let's hop into the show. Yo, what's up, everybody? Welcome back to the podcast. So one of the things we talk a lot about in previous episodes is where to come up with the money to go and buy an asset. One of the great things about real estate is that you can use leverage. You can go to the bank, you can take out debt. Uh, you can also go to investors, raise equity. And you know, if you do it right, you could actually buy a multi-million dollar building with none of your own money. It's one of the things you could do. I'm not saying you should do it. It's one of the things you could do. One of the things I don't think we've ever talked about on this podcast, Dan, is who you should not take money from. Where should you not go for your money, for your debt, for your equity? Yeah. And so Tony Soprano. Do not don't go to go Tony. To Tony. Yeah. He is a fictional character who act, does not actually have bank accounts that he can lend to you from. Yeah, he's got a, a big plastic bucket of cash in his backyard. I don't even think he has that. This is like getting a loan from Scooby-Doo. doesn't exist. Don't do it. <laughs> if somebody comes to you. I don't think Scooby-Doo's got Claiming to be Scooby-Doo and he's got some money for you. Scooby-Dooby-Doo, I got, I got some money for you. Nope. That, don't take that Hard money. No. So no. that's the first place don't take money from. Okay, so where we got, I got two, two or three. You got two or three? I got three. We'll, we'll, we'll list off some places don't take money. Number one, Scooby-Doo. Number two, what do you got? Credit cards. Credit cards. Interesting. You know why that's funny? Because... Um, Is that how you started? No. But <laughs> that's how a lot of people do start, actually. That's how uh, someone we know very well started. Uh, someone who we just uh, bought out last year, got his very first building yeah. with a credit card yeah. back in uh, the 90s. I don't recommend it. So I think a little <laughs> bit of what we're going to talk about here is like stuff that we... is like We've probably d- done this Do stuff, as I say, not as I do. Or we know somebody yeah. that worked, <laughs> but that does not mean the average person ought to do it. I don't think it's a good idea. It's a very risky maneuver, high interest rate and you can get burned really, really quickly. However, there are a lot of legendary figures out there who that's exactly how they got their start. However, it's survivor bias. Those are the stories that you hear about that worked out. If it's like your life's purpose, okay. If you just like think you might like investing in real estate, you don't lever it to the hills, right? You got to have a plan to pay it back. It's all about the plan. And that's that's the one I'm going to go with here, which is don't take money from sharks. And what I mean by sharks is any vehicle where the interest is going to be superior to the potential returns. So like if you're going and using your credit card to buy this building and you're looking down the barrel of paying what, 25% on the credit card, but your total maybe potential yield on this on this asset is 15%, that's great, awesome, well and done. You're still negative. To be clear on this, I, I, I wasn't using credit cards in the 90s, I was a, a child, but I don't think the <laughs> rates were as high as they are now. Back then. And oh. cap rates were really high back then. Yeah. So I think back in the 90s, if I had to guess. His numbers probably made more sense. They probably kind of yeah. made sense. And so, uh, and so what I would say is like, this, this applies for a lot of things right now. They're like a HELOC loan. I used a HELOC to do some interesting things back, you know, a number of years ago when interest rates were dirt cheap. Now everything makes sense at 3%. At 3%. Yeah. You can't go wrong. It's hard to, <laughs> it's hard to screw up. Yeah. Now with your HELOC pushing close to 10, I wouldn't, that's a high hurdle. I, I, w- I wouldn't touch that unless you're really, really certain that you're going to be able to exceed that in your returns. And yeah. just, or you can afford to pay the juice. Like, you know, if you're you comfortable with paying the juice, uh, go for it. 
But if it's going to hurt, then don't do it. Think twice. It, it, yeah, do not take out the higher interest rate, whatever's, um, if you're just banking on market appreciation or things getting better in the future or being able to refinance into something cheaper, better, like at some other point. That's just, you're going to get burned. Yeah, I agree. So sharks. Sharks. All right, my next one is uh, don't borrow it from friends and family. Um, I know people have done it. Um, sometimes the dynamic is such where it, it makes sense. But generally speaking, if uh, you're just starting out, uh, you don't want to lose someone else's money. I, I wouldn't recommend raising money, borrowing it from friends or family. Um, you know, get your own money, put that at risk for the first deal. And if you lose it, it's on you. But you don't want to owe mom and feel bad. Yeah, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go a step further than that one because depending on your family, they might be super savvy. You might be very business oriented, and like maybe taking their money is not like the worst thing in the world. But I think more importantly here is don't take money from newbies. Like mm. where like they don't know really what's happening. And that's that's usually what's happening when you go to your friends and family. It's like, hey, just trust me. Give me the money. It's going to be all good. They don't really know the risks associated with it. And so they're not qualified to make a good decision. And so they're banking on you. And if you fuck up, then like it's all on you. However, if they go in with eyes wide open and they put the money in and they looked at the business plan and like, yes, I totally understand this. I understand the risks associated and they lose it like. Well, then you guys can maybe still be friends and family afterwards. But I think most most people's life, friends and family don't fall into that. Generally speaking, for anything, I think it's it's best not to borrow money from friends and family because it's... There's emotion tied there, too. Yeah. So even if you have very business savvy instincts, it's very hard to separate. Yeah. Agreed. All right. You got one more? I had my sharks. I had my newbies. Okay. I got one more. Um Money you might need for living expenses. So if you have a plan to invest some money into a deal and you're going to either flip it or wholesale or, or do something and get paid back real quick, maybe it's a cash out refi or you're banking on being able to pull money out quick um, because you need that money maybe next year for college or you got to put your kid to college or you're supposed to put a down payment on a house. Don't bank on getting your money back out quick. Real estate is one of those things that given enough time, it's almost always going to work out given enough time. So if you give it 10 years, it's real hard to lose money. If you're banking on getting all your money back in a year from an illiquid asset, uh, that's that's a recipe for disaster. So use money you're not going to need anytime soon. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think that's a really good one. Um, my last one was Scooby-Doo. And really, that's... What is it with you and Scooby-Doo? Scooby did well, something happen? No, I, I, well, I did mean... he rip you off? Scooby-Doo owes me money. Let's <laughs> okay. just say if I ever find that dog... I'm taking everything. I'm taking it all. No, Scooby-Doo, what I mean by this is um, people that you don't really know, that you don't really have a relationship with. Okay, like, I just had a face pop into my head. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of derpy. You know, you know what I'm talking Do about. Do I know? Yeah, yeah. I, I know exactly. That, and that's, that's who I'm talking about, actually, <laughs> yeah. is like somebody that they, they, they don't have a history. Like you can't find anything on them. they just mm. kind of like a specter. They don't, I don't know. Like They appeared on this earth three months ago yeah <laughs> exactly exactly like huh. you can't really trace their origin yeah. that well it's kind of vague it's, it's not not really able to put together the story if you're gonna take money from somebody like in the same way like they have know your investor laws right mm -hmm. know your customer um know, know who you're lending from understand that person and yeah. if you can't get the information then that's probably for a reason mm -hmm. yeah i don't yeah just uh there's a lot of red flags there so um all in all, I think, you know, just don't borrow money to get started, if possible. These days, rates are high. Find money somewhere where it's not going to cost you a bunch to get it. 
Yeah, I think bank is probably the best best way to start if you can. Like, don't get too uh, just don't get too creative on your first deal. Like, I think you you're gonna have to pay your tuition at the school of hard knocks. It's gonna happen, and the more that you can pay out of your own pocket, the better. And don't subsidize it with daddy or mommy's well, money. We've told you all these places where not to get it. Where do you think you should get it? I know where I think you should get it if you don't have it. If you don't have it, you don't have it. You need it. Where do you get it? Um, well, that's I don't know. If you don't have it, and you need it. First place I would say is save up, get a job, get like some skills. Get a job. Go get go get some <laughs> get some scrilla scrub, um, and then <laughs> invest it. Like that's that's. I don't know. Like, I was gonna say a partner. Like, if, oh, if, yeah, yeah, that works too. <laughs> because that's different than borrowing. It. Get them yeah. in the deal with you, you know, uh, or yeah, just save up. Honestly, like in the beginning, you're probably gonna. There's, I think there's no better way in the beginning than just to save up initially. Yeah, um, and that takes a while. It sucks, but uh, once you've done that, then it gets much easier. Just do it. Yeah, just do it. Just do it. Do it. Any any other places not to get money from? Um, the guy in the corner. Uh, that has the those guy, those cards where he's like twenty dollars on here. I'll give it to oh you. Oh no, for that's five. that's for sure. That's a real thing. That's for sure. Yeah, you always. Okay, I gotta go because I don't know how much longer he's gonna be out there. He probably has a killer business model. He's gonna run out really quick. He does. Do you see that box? It's a nice box he's using. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, yeah, don't don't stake your money on weird coins you've never heard of. Unless it's Dogecoin. Don't, yeah, um, <laughs> don't do that. Do you remember when we were in the cab? Couple years back, coming out of we were we had just oh, that's left right. uh, oh, uh, an that event the, down in Florida. We got in the cab to ride back to the airport. That's the cliche peak of the bubble when it, the cab drivers. I've never you you hear about it. You hear people say this like the time to get out of like the you you've stayed too long in an investment when you start to hear your cabbie talk about it. This was about a year before the yeah shit and fan though. Literally, our cabbie started talking about Dogecoin and how it was a good investment. And I was like, holy crap, All I this is happening to us. All I cared about was how tired I was and how much I wanted to sleep and we're, not talk. And that's all I could think about at the time. We're exhausted. But yeah, that is... If I had more time, I would have gone deeper with that woman. But um, I hope she's she, doing well. I bet she killed it. I Yeah, I hope Depends. So. She might have been at the right time. Elon Musk might have done her a favor. Anyways, that's going to do it for us, guys. Get out of here and go rob a bank. Goodbye. Hey, thanks for joining us for another episode of Multifamily Investing Made Simple. If you enjoyed the show, could you do us a massive favor? Head over to iTunes and leave a five-star rating and review. Your feedback, it means the world to us as it helps us grow and spread the word about multifamily investing. And don't forget, sharing is caring. So fire this episode over to any friends or family who you think could benefit from learning all about multifamily investing. Thanks, guys. We appreciate every single one of you, and we'll see you on the next show.